I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Happy Foot, Sad Foot, the only LAFC podcast for plastics, casuals, and Johnny-come-latelys. I'm Travis Helwig. And I'm Darren Miller after eating a fully lit cigar. Welcome to our preview <laughs> of two LAFC regular season matchups this week. First is Wednesday, May 17th at 7.30 when we take on Sporting Kansas City right here in LA. You can watch it on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV+, Plus. followed by our game this Saturday, May 20th, against the only team who has beat us this year, the San Jose Earthquakes, at 7.30 p.m., also at home, also on Apple TV+. Plus. If you've been waiting to get MLS Season Pass, they are now offering a one-month free trial, and with so many games coming up, it might be a good time to check it out. And like always, except this past week and also one other time before that, we will be live streaming after both games, 10 minutes after the final whistle, at youtube.com slash at happyfoot sadfoot. There's a link in the show notes. I you sound so much like um like an R and B crooner who's trying to seduce me. <laughs> Later in the show, we'll be joined by Sporting Kansas City Superfan and viral streaming sensation Kevin Lopez, aka Kevin Incho, and we'll learn all the storylines for this week's two games. But first because you people insist on Darren and I cosplaying as actual friends despite hating each other's guts, it's time for listener-mandated banter. Darren, I want to ask the question everyone I, wants to I have know. To talk. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> why, do you, why do you sound like, like a man who's been smoking for 75 years? <laughs> well, <clears throat> last week my kids got sick like a little bit, and then I. Um, what happens when that happens is my wife and I get sick also a little bit, and then it all passes and then sometimes we get left with this after <laughs> gotta say having a kid seems great yeah there's just there's a lot of like at the beginning of when they were very young and covid was still like fully blown anytime they got sick it was just like oh no i hope this isn't covid none of us have gotten covid so far still somehow so we would like panic and do a bunch of covid tests all the time 
and then we'd find out it's not COVID. And then slowly we started to realize that having kids, at least at this age, means just they're just constantly sick with some non-COVID thing. Yeah. So it's not like exciting that we haven't had COVID because we've also still been constantly sick with something else. <laughs> you have long sickness, not long. COVID. Yeah, we don't have long, we have long minor things, um, long cold. <laughs> We well, I also we're the only two people left on the planet who haven't had COVID and knock on wood or whatever. But I was just, when I was just in Miami for the Knicks game, Yoni, who coined Boanga Blast and famously has never seen a LAFC game in his life, uh, got <laughs> COVID while he was with me in Miami. And you, didn't. I did not get COVID. I've been testing nonstop. Uh, but we were ticket. We shared a hotel room. We were next to each other the whole time. It the it doesn't make sense. He actually masked more than I did in the airport. He was masked. I wasn't masked. It doesn't make sense that I didn't get it. So maybe it's if you host a six season starting uh, LAFC podcast, you are immune to COVID. Yeah, I think we've built an immunity through our fandom. Yeah. <laughs> well, that seems like enough banter. People want to hear more of your beautiful voice for the rest of the episode. So why don't we start the show? <laughs> oh, sure. Let's do that. <laughs> well, hey, did you write like a long paragraph you have to read right now? Yep. (laughs) Did that. Look, I love watching LAFC, but the more I love it, the more I want to know about what the hell is going on. Like, who are all these guys? And is the team they're playing even any good? And what the hell is this other game in this tournament that only counts as half a game? And what about this other tournament game with a whole different roster full of children? Is it the normal players' sons with a chaperone of some kind and goal? It's a lot to keep track of. And I'm a normal, well-rounded person with a full-time job and a wife and three kids and a dog at home. I don't have time to do all this research and build a crazy wall with photos and newspaper clippings and pushpins and string connecting everything like some kind of obsessed vigilante expert loser figure. Luckily, Travis, human LAFC crazy wall, is such a good friend that he sits down with me every week just to give me the kind of depth and substance behind every touch of the ball that I could only get from completely wasting my time. In a segment we call Storylines. Darren, that was beautiful. I couldn't concentrate to on a single thing you said because Great. you sounded uh, so bad. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to rename the segment to Story Hines. I think based on what I said. <laughs> the it did make the storyline song sound raspy, too. I don't know how. Let's get into it. Darren, the second half of May is going to be one of the most interesting stretches in the history of LA- LAFC. This week, we have nine or we have three games in nine days or four games in 12 days. If you count the this Saturday's win against Real Salt Lake. First, we open Wednesday night at home against Sporting Kansas City, then have a quick turnaround to another home game three days later against San Jose, the only team who has beaten us this year. Then, just three days later, we have a U.S. Open Cup knockout round game against our bitter rivals, the L.A. Galaxy, also at home. After that treacherous stretch, just one week later, we play the first leg of the Champions League final down in Mexico against Lyon. Darren, you may be asking, what's the U.S. Open Cup? What's the Champions League? Will I sound like this forever? Well, let me give it to you real straight. All of those things, yeah. (laughs) Champions League, you already know, we're in the finals of, we've talked about it, all the best teams in the continent play. We get to play two games against Lyon to see who is the best team on the entire continent. We'll get to that in subsequent weeks. 
Yeah, it would be nice coming to win one up. game. Yeah, well, we have, we have two. <laughs> After, right before that, we have a U.S. Open Cup game, which is what we played a few weeks ago. The U.S. Open Cup is like the FA Cup in England, where any team in any division can join, and you can slowly work your way up through to when you know second tier, third tier, fourth tier teams end up playing MLS teams. That's why you should feel the team. Our, I would love to. Uh, our <laughs> LAFC two team, our scrubs essentially beat a professional team. We had a team of teenagers beat a professional team for us a few weeks ago. So that's just the context of what we're building into because this week we have two regular season games, not tournament games. And that brings us to the first storyline of this week's game. That whole schedule mess leads us to this storyline, which is this. Which game matters to us least? With three games in nine days, the team has no choice but to play second string or our second division players in at least one, if not two, of these upcoming matches. Trying to play our starters for huge minutes in all three games runs the risk of the team being worn down by the time of the Champions League final, which we all agree is the most important thing we're playing for this season, at least right now. And worse, if we play our starters through those games, someone could get hurt. Initially, Darren, my instinct was to play LAFC 2 squad a game, our B squad, an open cup again, which we just did against Monterey Bay, against the Galaxy. But once the draw was a home game against the Galaxy, the game took on a little bit more meaning outside the open cup. El Trafico, which is the name of our storied rivalry against Carson Galaxy, is something that means so much to fans. It would be weird to play you know, a bunch of middle schoolers <laughs> against Chicharito. <laughs> it's a single elimination knockout game against our rivals at home, and we'd hate to give them a reason to celebrate. So the next logical step would be to play that young LAFC2 squad of middle schoolers against San Jose on Saturday, which is in between the Kansas City and the Galaxy game. But there's some pride in that game, too, since we just lost to San Jose. You know, while we care about the supporter shield, which is the thing they give to the best. This is confusing. Fuck. This is a lot of things to explain. The, while <laughs> You're while fulfilling we care, the, the premise. I know. Perfectly. I don't I don't have it in our notes that I explain these things. But because you said it in your thing, I'm like, I'm going to explain everything <laughs> really uh, <laughs> in minute detail. The supporter shield is given to the team with the best record overall throughout the season. And then there's a MLS Cup final champion, which is a playoff tournament. So two trophies are given at the end of the year. So while we care about the supporter shield less, these regular season wins mean less to us. It seems hard for me to suggest we just take another loss against a fantastic interconference San Jose squad. But then that leaves us with the option of resting our squad this Wednesday against Sporting Kansas City. But that would mean playing our starters twice in a three-day period back-to-back against San Jose and the Galaxy, leading right up into the Champions League game. Darren, this is quite a puzzle. And we have to figure out our exact priorities and make sure we are healthy for the Champions League final. If you were Steve Chirondolo, what would you do here, Darren? I was just about to say, we don't have to figure it out. <laughs> but now I guess for the purposes of the podcast, we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to not be Steve Cherendolo in this particular yeah. moment. Uh, <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I was trying. I was like, that's the question. Okay, we'll we'll play this game. Then. Uh, I think here's what I think. I'll tell you what I think. I think the kids deserve to move on to the next round in the U.S. Open Cup. I get that that na- that game is now more significant, but like, so if we lose in El Trafico from our second team, then so what? That's Here's, an easy, like that they did. Yeah. They beat those guys. So that doesn't really prove anything. And at the same time, they, I think they earned it. It rests our guys. 
it's it, we decided that that's how much we'd value the U.S. Open Cup before. We needed to rest our guys. So it's the same value that we're putting on it. And even better, what if they fucking win? <laughs> what if those guys beat yeah, we're the not Galaxy? About that. Oh, God, that would be humiliating. It would be incredible. <laughs> well, okay. So that's initially where my head was at. I agreed with you, I think, up until maybe 24, 48 hours ago when I started thinking about this episode. And I'm trying to think of like how I value the different tournaments, right? Like yeah. MLS Cup. Supporter Shield, Champions League, U.S. Open Cup, and Leagues Cup are the five things we're competing for this year. I think we all agree that winning Champions League, being the second MLS team to ever do it, um, would be a huge deal. And I think almost, let's say, you know, I want to win MLS Cup, but if we won Champions League and lost MLS Cup, I would be like, you can't call this season a failure. It's a big accomplishment. Um, yeah. But what if we lose in the Champions League final and a week earlier we played our B squad against the galaxy, a team we know we can beat with our A squad at home. And then suddenly two tournaments are gone and we are back on just dealing with the regular season. And so because there is, I thought it was a little bit closer at first. There is a full week in between the galaxy game and the first game of the champions league. So what I'm leaning towards is that we play our LAFC two team against San Jose and maybe just fucking eat two losses to San Jose. But if we want the supporter shield or care about seeding in the West at all, giving up six points, you know, three points for each win to a team that is, could win the supporter shield this year feels like a pretty big get. We have to sacrifice one way or the other. We can't play our starters through all three games right before the champions league. Well, luckily we're not Steve Sharandolo and we have him here on the podcast joining us now, Steve, why don't you give us some insight? Well, hello boys. Um, (laughs) So this entire thing is complicated by another roster problem, Darren. We're back on our roster problem kick. We had a week off, and here we go. That leads us to our second storyline, just how exactly hurt is everyone? We've played a lot of games so far, and injuries have really started to catch up to us a bit. Not only are Murillo and Chiellini missing in action with injuries, but the game me and you didn't see on Saturday turned out to be riddled with injuries for LAFC. I tweeted out asking what exactly happened because I saw a lot of people saying that we were getting banged up. And our good friend Scarf from Defenders of the Bank responded, quote, Kellen subbed out after 15 minutes, looked pissed and hurt. Hollingshead subbed off hurt. Right side hip hammy. Vela tackled dirty from behind. Ankle twisted. McCarthy landed on his shoulder slash head. Couldn't take goal kicks for a while. Seemed hurt. Sifu and Mahala picked up small knocks. Also, Danil Maldonado was shaking off his wrist after a tackle too. But other than that, we were totally fine. So not only are we going into an insane two weeks for our schedule, but including Chiellini and Murillo, that's potentially six or seven starters and nine guys total who are banged up from our main roster rotation. Knowing that, does that change your resting up these guys for the upcoming game, Darren? Do we rest them early then in Instead, and have them play back to back in San Jose versus Galaxy. No, we just wrap giant bags of ice around all of their <laughs> legs. <laughs> well, they have those big bubble things that you could play soccer in the park in. Maybe we should try those. What's that? <laughs> You've never seen? <laughs> I mean, those oh, you mean like, like the like a big the, circle? Yeah, the big circles that they let you play like soccer they do at, like, during breaks other. in hockey games. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like a thing that you would do on like what was it called like field day or whatever in high school where you yeah. play a bunch of games or like That's wild and crazy kids. Yeah, exactly. On Nickelodeon in 1996. 
Uh, it wasn't just my. That's what we uh, should do. That you can't get injured in one of those things. You know what I realized last night at my birthday party is that I'm closer now to fifty than twenty. I'm gonna fucking swallow a bullet. We did a full San Jose <laughs> episode last week, and not much has changed for that squad. Christian Espinoza remains the best competition for Buanga for MVP this season. San Jose is a legitimate contender in the West and is playing like one. They're playing as we speak against the Galaxy. Let me, we're recording this Sunday night. Let's see what the score is. Galaxy's up one to zero in the 80th minute. Ooh. ooh. But because we did a full episode on San Jose already, San Jose also has not won a game away from home this year, or maybe they've only won one, something like that. They're bad away from home. But we already did a full episode and not much has changed. You can go back and listen to that just two weeks ago, our match preview for San Jose. I wanted to spend a little bit more time talking about Sporting Kansas City, the game we play this Wednesday, which brings us to our third storyline, which is this. Sporting Kansas City are the absolute worst team in the league. With nine points on the season, they have two wins, three draws, and seven losses in 12 games. In those 12 games, they have only scored eight total goals, three of which came this past weekend against Minnesota. Through 11 games, they had only scored five goals on the season. But despite that record, they are on a bit of a run, winning the last two regular season games. Like I said, 3-0 against Minnesota this past weekend, which was their biggest win of the year. But they also, the previous weekend, beat Seattle in Seattle, which is something that we were unable to do. Seattle is first in the West, and I think maybe second in all of MLS. They are a very good team, and they were able to win in Seattle, which is a very tough place to win. It'll be interesting to see if Sporting Kansas City is actually uh, improving over the last two games, or has this just been sort of a return to the mean of like, you know, a team's got to win a couple every once in a while. I'm going to ask our guest, Kevin, in the next segment what he thinks about that. Darren, Important question for you. Do you think Sporting Kansas City plays in Missouri or Kansas? Oh, boy. We actually asked our first guest, mm-hmm. Alex Abnos. From and we cut it park. out, I think. And I think, yeah, we cut it out because it's a weird conversation. Kansas City, Kansas. Darren, that is correct. Children's Mercy Park is in Kansas. The Kansas City Chiefs play in Missouri. Uh, that I would not have guessed right. Yeah, it's insane that they there's two there's multiple Kansas City teams in two different cities. I think we should just bomb them both so we don't have to think about this. They are led by Mexican Alan Polito, who has been sort of non-existent this season, scoring only a single game in the seven matches he's played. But in their last two games where they've won both, uh, Kansas City has finally started all three designated players together, Polito, Gadi Kinda, and Eric Tommy. And so far with the three of them together, we've seen great results or they've seen great results. In the second half of the show, we'll be joined by Kansas City superfan Kevin Lopez, who will walk us through just how real that resurgence is or whether or not he still needs a therapist, which I'm going to ask him about. But by all accounts, we should beat Kansas City at BMO this Wednesday, but that all depends on what Chirondolo decides to do with our injuries and our roster rotations in the coming week. That's the storylines for this week's two games. When we come back, we'll chat with MLS sensation YouTuber, Kevin Incho, Kevin Lopez. And we're back. You may have seen our next guest on YouTube, Twitter, or through various clips of him on the brink of insanity, thanks to Sporting Kansas City. Please welcome my favorite content creator in all of MLS, Kevin Incho, a.k.a. Kevin Lopez. Welcome to the show. What's up? Wow, your favorite. I'll take that. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. 
I'm happy you're here. So, Kevin, if people don't know you, if they are not familiar with what you do, what exactly, who are you, what do you do, uh, and why? <laughs> and why, yeah. That's, I'm still asking myself that. Uh, well, okay, so basically, all I, I do now is just watch along content. So, pretty much think of your European fan accounts for, like, Arsenal, Manchester United, any team you could think of, especially in Europe, there's always, like, fan accounts. And, and now MLS is... You know, you're seeing more and more, which is awesome. That, that could be podcasts, it could be vloggers, it could be watch along accounts. And I'm on the side of watch along, so I'll I'll put a game on, usually sporting games, because that's my team. So I'll put on sporting, have like a live chat going, talk to people. But for the most part, I'm talking to people that are definitely not sporting fans, fans from <laughs> throughout the league. Some people who don't even watch MLS, they just kind of just join in just to to talk. And it turned into this like crazy back and forth where i i get to watch my team play horribly but at least i get to to talk to people live I, the whole idea came from i'm watching the game anyways and uh I, I got to the point where my my wife was like hey you need to either make something of this because you're freaking out here for no one else to see and i was like you know what it's probably a good idea but yeah and I, i'll hi- put highlights on social medias and and yeah, I don't, I never, I didn't invent anything, but it's just been working out, I think, impartially because of how my team plays. Yeah. I mean, why do you think people like, I would not normally watch Sporting Kansas City content as a person right. who, why do you think that people from all aspects of soccer culture or just, you know, a streaming culture in general have resonated towards your stream. And I think especially in ML, well, I'll ask you about that after, but why do you think people are resonating with you? Yeah, I think everyone has gone through either whatever sport team you su- you support. We all have gone through those moments where you're, you have so much anger, just you're seeing something that you're not used to seeing, or you're just so disappointed by your team or whatever it is. And it just comes out. So I think it, it's more of like, Okay, I've been there too, buddy. It might yeah. not be my team, or but, <laughs> but I, I get it. And it's kind of cool because I think that's why I have a lot of fun because, again, it's not like sporting is like the worst team on planet. Like there's no other bad teams. But it's like we have seen teams and from other – like I have people in my chat who are not soccer fans, which was like mind-blowing. So I'm like explaining the game live, but they're like, <laughs> well, I'm like a Jets fan, so I know a crappy yeah, team sure. or you know whatever it is. So I think that's what resonates. And then MLS, adding to that, MLS is – it's kind of rare to have a team good for a long period of time. You have like eras and whatnot – but we almost all can say, except for maybe brand new clubs, that we've been there too, you know, type of vibe. But yeah. it's been fun. I, I, That's the fun part about it. It's like, oh, yeah, well, you guys in 2017 were terrible, worse <laughs> worse than us. So, you know, if we, get, we get back and forth like that. But I don't know, unless you're like uh, L.A. or some other clubs that just don't know how to lose. Uh, some people will get there eventually. One it's day. not forever. Yeah, <laughs> for I sure. Mean, I I think what I like about it, and and it's something that you know I think is missing a little bit from MLS media, is that like there's well, first of all, so much of MLS media is owned by MLS, which is bizarre in, in its own way. But also like I don't know, people want other people to watch the league so badly that they're afraid to ever talk shit about their own team or the league itself. Whereas like if you were a fan of any other team and your team was in last place, you would be furious at the team. It's just this weird thing in America where we're like, no, MLS is actually good. Like, guys, yeah, this matters. And it's like real fans. You know, I, I've talked about it on the podcast. I'm a Knicks fan. I've been furious at them for 30 fucking years of my life. Yeah. 
And it's just part that being a good fan doesn't mean you blindly love your team at all times. It means sometimes you wish you were dead while watching your team. Yes. <laughs> Dude, everything you just said is like a hard retweet on my end because especially <laughs> espe- recently I like we lost against Colorado or whatever and it like set me off. I was just like, dude, we are playing. I coached my younger brother when he was 13, 14 years old. There's like some things that we bring up to 12 year olds that you're like, you never do this on a just do not do. <laughs> and I'm seeing grown ass men do it professionally, getting paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases. And it drives you insane. It's like, don't yeah. do that. We, you know, you're not supposed to do that. So yeah, I, I love that you said that because a true fan, obviously, it, there's a there's a fine line where you're like, don't want to be too toxic yes. and whatever. And as you know, as a Knicks fan, you get it. There's a line there that might be some fans are known to be that yes. way. But the magic point is like, if you care about it and you truly want to grow the league, then you need to put your team on high standards. You need to hope for at least a positive route. I, I'm not saying sporting needs to win a cup every year, but right. definitely not winning one game in the last 11 or whatever. Is, well, uh, I, but I, I think like people will resonate with you being honest more than it, they'll resonate with you being like, I, I don't know. There's just something about seeing passion that makes you be like, oh, there's something here, even if it's not the best fucking soccer in the world. Like right, this is yeah. worth watching and people care about it as opposed to. I don't know. There's still just like a chip on your everyone's shoulder that we're not the best league in the world. And it's like, that's what makes the league fun. Anything can right. fucking happen at any point. So let's pivot quickly yeah. to the season you're having. We've referenced a few times. So I know the start of the season was rough, mm-hmm. uh, but they've won their last two games down in Kansas City or one in Seattle, one in Kansas City. Yep. Do you think that this is a real turnaround? Do you think that this is has something changed within the team? Where do you how do you feel as a fan right now? Well, like. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Oh God. Um, so <laughs> it's like, I almost, I have such a bad, uh, like, like, I don't know, jinx complex in my brain where I'm like, I cannot say we're turning it around, but here's, I'll say this, like all the games that we were expected to win, like there was a Colorado at the point at that time was last place. Montreal at that time was last play. Those teams we lose, but then the teams that we are supposed to be absolutely destroyed Seattle, who has killed us before, we win and then Minnesota was like an okay team and then we win again. I don't want to jinx it, but the pressure that I was I'm kind of proud of like recently of the fans going like, hey, okay, this is horror. I mean, now the supporter groups are making posts and like things that I didn't see at the beginning or even yeah. last season. It makes me happy. I don't know if it's really working, but Peter Vermees is a guy 
that I think the league knows so well where he is, he's like no BS type of guy, but at the same time, he doesn't, if you ask him like those hard hitting, like personal questions or make, you know, questioning him, he won't give you an answer. And now just recently, he's starting to kind of, I don't know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put conspiracy theories, but it feels like front office is like, hey, you need to answer back before you have like a mob in front of our front office or something <laughs> and like i try to explain this to teams that are like either newer teams or te- people have not followed sporting because i get it like sporting is always a team that's just in the playoffs that's all we ask for just yeah we're in there maybe we cause some problems maybe we don't but we were always in there so last season when we didn't make it again we're like all right there was a mistakes we, we're gonna get we're gonna get Polito back we're gonna get all these players back we're gonna come back and then we went 10 straight, 11 straight, no wins, nightmare. So uh, I'm really proud of like how some of the fans reacted. And now we are winning. All right. And of course, as <laughs> soon as we start winning, we have to play Los Angeles. Like, are you freaking kidding me? At least give us like a couple more weeks or something. I don't know. Well, but we have that, a weird schedule coming up. You yes. might be playing like our LAFC2 squad. Who knows? That, that's what I'm praying. I'm praying to see like names I never heard of in my life, yeah. you know, on Wednesday. But yeah, which I don't know. That, I think that's our only safe. And, and that's the other side of some of the fans are saying, well, Seattle and all these other teams, they're actually playing in different tournaments and we are kind of like not, you know. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that helped us. I don't know. But I think Wednesday, obviously the dream would be a draw, like any draw. I would take it. <laughs> You know, LA has high standards. Yeah, I I know that's kind of I'm a little crazy for that. But like the only hope I had was like, oh, well, LA like drew like Colorado or someone. Mm -hmm. I can't remember who you guys drew. And I was like, okay, we can do that. Well, I don't remember. Oh, oh, no, no. We drew Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's like, okay, I have that in the back of my head. Like, please, please. But I don't know. I got to be real. I think I think we take a loss here. Then we have St. Louis on Saturday. Maybe that's when we win. I don't know. Yeah, that'll be. I mean, that's that's sort of a rivalry match that's going to start, right? Or that's they want I'm it to be told. that. Yeah, I'm being told that. I, it's like that is the most. They, okay, I will put my Euro snobness, South American snobness, MLS snob aside, all of that aside, and go. This is so uniquely MLS. That's where we are just making up a rivalry that yeah maybe happens in other sports or whatever. But I haven't talked to someone going like. Ah, dude, uh, you, I, I'll never step foot in St. Louis. I freaking hate St. Louis. Like, I don't feel that. I never felt that. So it almost yeah. feels like it feels like a coastal bias where we're like, you guys are near each other, right? You hate right. each other, right? There, you guys like, don't like each other. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. We haven't been it, there. It's funny because our actual rival, like historically, it's like an RSL. We've had cup finals with them and we've had back and forth and we're nowhere near each other. So it's, sometimes yeah. it's just not that. But we'll see. We're going to find out if it's if it's hot and heated. It might start something, but time will tell. So we sort of pride ourselves on being a place that like newer fans can listen to if they don't know a ton about the league. So if they don't know anything about sporting, what what players should they be looking out for on your team? Who should we af- be afraid of? Who's missing no. at the moment? Like, what should they be watching for? Yeah, I think, well, of course, we have like this big name that a lot of LA fans know, and it's Alan Polito, a guy who played uh, in Chivas in Mexico and is kind of like a little star boy there. He's been hurt for like a year and a half and now he's <laughs> coming back. This is his season, his comeback season, I guess. And I want, I would like to say that he's on this upwards trend where he, he scored a goal in the open cup and we were all like, thank God that's over with. Just score a goal. We don't care who we're playing. And then he scored a goal, I think again, I think he scored one against Seattle and then another one. So it's like, okay, 
things are moving now that Alan is starting to kick in and he is like deadly. The guy has like a really good touch, really great control. It just seemed like a confidence thing. So definitely for LA fans, that's the guy to look out for. And then the other guy where it's just like, if you can just handle him, it seems like you figured us out. It's Johnny Russell. Cause the guy, he's our captain, but he's also not just playmaker, but he just moves in spaces to free up other guys. He makes the same run every time. It's almost like you figure him out. You got us. It's over. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's I'll tell be Turundolo. I'll tell yeah, Turundolo right. that. Yeah. 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 I dude, figured it out, Steve. Dude, it's done. <laughs> Listen, I got the info, but it, it, and that's why a lot of us have kind of been complaining where it's just like, it is not hard to figure us out. You know, even yeah. when we had players out, it's just like, okay, go to this guy. You put two guys on him. We're fine. You know, sporting lose. It's going to be interesting. I think the big thing is for LA is, yeah, you definitely don't want to do, you got to do load management. You guys have to figure out all these damn cups that are in <laughs> yeah. your way. And what's more important right now, may, can you risk a little bit of this kind of crappy sporting team? I think you can a little bit, but, uh, and also, you know, LA fans, LA fans do not play. So uh, even though you guys are a new team, you guys have high expectations, blah, blah, blah. I know if it's a draw, I'm going to see LA fans left and right get upset <laughs> like crazy. You know, <laughs> We will be celebrating in the streets yeah. if we get a draw, you know, but climb some yeah. telephone poles. <laughs> so that's a good transition to my final question, which I like asking people from other teams when they come on. What do you feel about our club and what do your fans feel about like our fans? Because I know that we are... You know, we've got a bit of a villain energy around the league because we've been so successful so quickly. So, like, how do you feel about LAFC and our fan culture? And you can be as honest as you want. I don't care. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I'll i be straight up. There's basically two teams, two clubs that I just really want to go out and visit. I want to be in the in the mess with the fans and two clubs that remind me of, like, supporters back in Argentina or, like, supporters for my team in Argentina. And that's Austin and L.A. Do you guys have it figured out from the fan? And of course, that's why you guys hate each other or one of the reasons. But you have that you have the vibes of a South American environment where you have like multiple songs. You have you keep things fresh. The TIFOs are great. The overall experience looks like something I would want to pay money to show up to. That is is so different than what I've seen sporting in so many years. It's like we had that vibe for our, our first season as a as the right. rebrand but LA it doesn't seem like a a new C, or a new club vibe it seems like they got it figured out and a lot of that it, it helps that LA is such a big city huge crazy culture mix of people it's perfect it's almost like what i want new york to be hopefully one day when they build that team or that uh, yeah. stadium in queens it, it's just these melting pots that it just seems like paradise but i really really want to go and a way that I know I'm going to get destroyed if I'm out there just like <laughs> the three sporting fans in that stadium. But the stadium is great. The location is great. The fans are great. It's like all this stuff. And then you have this villain side, I guess you could say. But more for me, it's more like uh, I, I, LA and LA Galaxy and sporting are kind of had some history as well. We've had some crazy run ins recently even. And just having like little brother on the block, just absolutely do everything better. Like, down I, when you guys were uh, announced and you started releasing your kits and everything, I was like, "This is how you do it." If you're LA, the the Art Deco style of the kits, the yeah. black and gold, like you guys knew what you're doing. It, it yeah. looks amazing. It doesn't look like a boring club. It, you're not doing a solid white jersey. It was like 
amazing. And you guys just keep getting better. It's one thing where I'm kind of trying to, I'm trying to put you guys side by side with Austin who are struggling right now and their supporters keep showing up, which is great. It's something that I want to see hopefully LA do. If they do struggle, maybe some part of the season and you're just going to see the fans back them up. It, it's awesome. I, I, I'm really not trying to kiss ass. It is, I've said this multiple <laughs> times to everyone, even LA Galaxy fans, I'm like, listen, no offense. But they got it better. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. It's not it is, Carson. It, <laughs> it is like, I don't know. I lived in LA for a long time before, not a long time, but for a while before LAFC came in. And I tried to get into the galaxy and it just, the vibes were off. I was like, yeah. I can't resonate with this. This doesn't feel, uh, you know, it's, it, I was looking at what was going on in Portland and Seattle and being like, that's very different than what this is. And so when yeah. LAFC came around, it wasn't that I, I was a Carson fan before. It was like, I didn't have a team in MLS. I was following European teams and I was like, yeah. oh, this is more in the world of what I want to do and what I want to be a part of. So thanks so much for being here. If people want to listen or watch, where can they find you, Kevin? I think everything, all my socials are all Kevin Show, so Kevin C-H-O, and I think underscore TV. I'm, I'm hoping, I've had to change stuff recently, but j- just look that up. I'm sure I'll pop up somewhere, but it's been it's been awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes so it's easy for people to find Sweet. that stuff. Thanks. All right, thanks so much, Kevin. Of course, thanks. When we come back, we're going to make some bets. And we're back. Now it's time for a segment we call... Bet it and forget it. Bet it and forget it. I'm doing it this week because Darren's voice sounds like ass. Every week, what are you Travis, and about? That's crazy. Travis and I end the show. <laughs> Every week, Darren and I end the show with a bet for this week's game. We make an outlandish prediction for that week, something that almost definitely will not happen, but could. Each week, we both put up $5, and if no one hits, the money rolls over to the next week. Eventually, by the time someone's weird prediction comes true, they might win a good chunk of change. Neither of our bets cashed last week, so our bet pool for this week is up to $60. Darren, what was your prediction last week? I genuinely don't remember because I was drunk through the whole episode. (laughs) Yeah. If you didn't watch watch or listen to last week's episode, it was a fun one. Travis was very drunk uh, on his birthday. And you shouldn't miss it. It's still fun after the game. My bet last week was, I think, an Ilya Sanchez brace. Was that right? Right. Yeah, it didn't happen. But he did have an incredible pass. Uh, oh, what a, a beautiful assist, as usual. Yeah. And also, the I mean, that's why... assist machine. That's why he's the colon of LAFC, as you remember. That's right. He's the colon of LAFC. I wouldn't even say, maybe he's not even the unsung assist machine. It's like, because that would give him more credit to it. It's more like, just like passes. It's usually like the next guy. Anyway. My bet last week was that Chiellini would come back from missing and would score a goal, neither of which has happened. He's still on the lamb. If anyone has any tips, please tell Darren, who's very close to the LAPD, He's really going mm, to. Uh, well, I wouldn't he, say like, close. I wouldn't say every. Close. He he thinks no matter what a cop does, it's right, and oh, oh, that's wow. just how what Darren I don't believes. Know where you're getting that from, Darren? What's your bet this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. If you've listened to this point in this podcast with my voice sounding like this, I that's incredible. Thank you. Listen, my bet this week is that th- there will be some occasion for both blue-based mascots of Kansas City and Earthquakes, Blue the Dog and Q, Q uh, famous, to be on the uh, field for some reason at some point during the game. I should mention that 
Blue the dog is not, in fact, blue. He's just named Blue. And Q is just a dude. Yeah. Well, Q, Q famously leaves riddles from inside the Trump administration. Q, yes, the mascot, right. is somebody who convinced Roseanne Barr and Marjorie Taylor Greene that lizards were running the, the, the deep state of the United States. And, yeah. he also has- and also go quakes. <laughs> quakes. Um, okay. So at some point during live play, they're each going to be on the field. Yeah. Oh, hang on one second. My tea. <laughs> I got to get my tea. Can you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> we're leaving that in. This is the sort of high quality content. You can only get here at half Safo. Sponsored by Chase Bank. <laughs> Chase Bank, the official bank of Half Osafo. Thanks for $40 million, Chase Bank. <laughs> you see, the reason this show is so good is that I have a background in podcasting. So I really know how to produce a good show. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> and the thing about producing a good show is that halfway through, you want one of the on air talents to leave and yell from far away uh, <laughs> to the microphone. All right, we'll cut some of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, yes. So, so just to be clear, you're betting that at some point in both games, the mascot will be on the field during live play? Not necessarily live play, but in a way that they wouldn't normally do. If it's like halftime and they're going on the field or they're like congratulating players after the game, that doesn't count. But well, if what, there's some kind of an weird fight of or count. there's like – Someone throws something in the, from the stands onto the field, and, the, and it's the mascot that decides to go onto the field and go get it. Or I think uh, this is too outlandish. I think you need to say one of them will do it because we haven't ever seen okay. anything like this. So one of those mascots will go out in the field. And do it. I was just—I really wanted there to be some kind of connection between the blue, the blue <laughs> mascots that were had some kind of weird. They're both weird. They're both weird mascots, and well, I was something fun. Darren, but yeah, if you listen fair. to Q, there's connections everywhere. So you just got to look a little closer. Yeah, you got to just do your own research. (laughs) I mean, just talk to your aunt on Facebook, and she'll tell you all about (laughs) what's going to happen in these week's games. Okay, so my prediction, we've swapped places. Normally, my thing is like a plane will crash, and yours is pretty – My prediction is pretty normal, and it's going to be in one of the – it's going to be over the course of these two games. Two LAFC two players will score. Is that not outlandish enough? No, that isn't because we know they're going to play one game. Okay, well, I'm going to change. I'm going to change it. Three LAFC two players will score over the course of these two games. It could be that like Chrysostomo is playing with the first team or Ordaz is playing with the first team, but players that we don't consider as part of our main roster. I'm not considering Duenas as part of our main roster. Torres, Chrysostomo, okay. Ordaz, they're considered LAFC two for the the for uh, purposes of this, for bet. this bet. Right. Even though they do play with the main team sometimes, three different LAFC two players will score this week in either the Sporting Kansas City or the San Jose game. And it goes across games. So if Duane scored in the first game and Torres scores, do we want to say three goals total or three different players? I think three different players is okay. Good. What's I'm trying to think of what's more outlandish. I think three different. Players oh, no. Yeah. Three are. goals total is enough, I think. Okay, well, because if two players goals. score three goals, that's still insane. That's right. Because awesome. because if, if two of them score and then like Ilya Sanchez scores, the bet doesn't hit. It's like it has right, to be right. Cool. Okay, that feels right. Well, we shall see. That's our show. Take us away, Q. Right. <laughs> Look around you. I don't. I, don't, I wish I knew Q better. Where we go, one we go or all. So Take I it would away, like Q. To make you think. <laughs> 
Just a reminder, we will be live streaming the post game show 10 minutes after both games on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at happy foot sad foot. There's a link in the show notes. If you subscribe now, you can get notified and uh, you can join before we're there. Start putting your happy foot and sad foot in the comments. Join us in the live stream. If you want to join, you can. You can be on the show. Anybody. It's kind of crazy that we do that. Yeah. It's going to backfire. I promise at my some voice point. will be better by then. <laughs> Don't make promises you can't keep. Our theme music is done by the insane team of James Valentine, Nate Walcott, and Louis Palmer. Along with YouTube, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you enjoyed this, please subscribe and review with your words, giving us five stars as well. It goes a long way to getting us new listeners. We can't thank you guys enough for always being here. It also means a lot that we've become part of your post-game routine. We had a lot of you guys reach out that you were sad we didn't do the post-game show this week. So we're going to make sure we're there for you this week. Please send any new listeners our way. We are well, we welcome everyone. That whether they're diehards or like we said, plastics casuals or Johnny come lately's, we want them <laughs> here. Thanks again, and we'll see you on Wednesday at BMO, baby. I love you. I love you. Bye. I, I love you. Good night. Unless you're driving. I love you, but it sounds like I'm going to kill you in your sleep. <laughs> I love you, but if you heard me whisper this in a dark room at night, you would be scared. <laughs> See ya, BMO. Finally back home, baby. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.